And welcome to episode 56 of the Get More Sports Podcast. My name is Doug McCain. Thanks for rocking with us once again on today's episode. Patrick Mahomes goes down last night for the Chiefs. We're going to tell you what that means for the Chiefs and should he even been playing last night. And then the ALCS, the Yankees on the brink of elimination. Can the Yankees win three straight against the Astros? And then Zion Williamson, he's set to miss the preseason finale, and he could miss a couple weeks. We're going to tell you about Zion Williamson, a couple NBA topics. We've got a jam-packed show for you guys today. But don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review to the pod wherever you get your podcast these days. And then head over to YouTube and watch all of the clips from all of today's topics. I want all your takes right down below in the comment section. But we've got a jam-packed show, lots to get into, so let's get right into it. Are you ready? Let's get it on. And the biggest story right now in the NFL is all about Patrick Mahomes and his dislocated kneecap. The NFL world holds its breath as it awaits the results of his MRI. He sustained the dislocated kneecap early in the second quarter on a fourth and one quarterback sneak attempt. Fourth down and one. Now Mahomes, and that makes him nine for ten in that category. On third and fourth and one, picking up a first down. One of the most dynamic athletes in all of sports is injured on this fourth and one carry, and it was the right knee in a lot of pain. And it's like they almost popped that right knee back in place. And he's at- Now, he did walk off on his own power, so that was promising right there, but at first, it looked like it was serious. He was not moving that leg, and Chiefs fans, they were in panic mode. They see their superstar quarterback writhing in pain, and they see their Super Bowl chances flashing before their eyes. So, Chiefs fans were in panic mode, and you know the NFL was in panic mode as well. Here's a live look. We got exclusive footage of the NFL corporate headquarters and Chiefs fans everywhere as they saw Saw this injury. No! 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 God! No! God! Please! No! 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 God! No! 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 And yes, I know what you're thinking. Cartman is a Broncos fan. I get it. But it was probably something like that. But Andy Reid was taking a lot of heat after the game for running a quarterback sneak, considering that his quarterback had an ankle injury, and that's how he got hurt. Here's Andy Reid after the game talking about the injury. Yeah, no, that was a cold play. Yeah, yeah that was called. Or I shouldn't have called it, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Right. Andy, do you have any regrets about calling the sneak? You know, can be dangerous. Not, I mean, very. Not too many people get hurt on a sneak, and so it's a freak thing, and uh, you know, it happens. So another encouraging sign was when Patrick Mahomes he went to Twitter after the game, tweeting, "Awesome team win. Love my brothers. Thank you for all the prayers. Everything looking good so far. Hashtag God is good. Hashtag Chiefs." 
Kingdom. And then Adam Schefter tweeted, Chiefs will be awaiting MRI results on Patrick Mahomes' right knee Friday, but one league source said that if there's no damage, the best case would be around three weeks, but that's best case. Worst is downright dreary for the Chiefs, their fans, and the league as a whole. Now, I'm going to tell you what I think the Chiefs should do with Mahomes in a second, but I just want to point out, this isn't just a star. This is the face of the NFL for the next 15 years or so. If you look at Patrick Mahomes, his first 24 games, no one in NFL history has had more passing yards at 7,561, pass touchdowns at 65, first in completions at 562. Oh, and for my fantasy heads out there, first in fantasy points at 576.8. So this is a transcendent generational superstar we're talking about. And then he leads the NFL this season in passing yards with 2,180 yards and 15 touchdowns. So he was on his way to a second MVP But I really think the Chiefs need to consider shelving him for the rest of the year. I know it's tempting, but one, their defense isn't going to get him a Super Bowl. And then two, do you really want to risk him sustaining a more serious injury? He's due for a major contract in the offseason. Do you want to get something serious? He already has that ankle problem. Maybe he's compensating a little bit with those injuries. And then also, even if he does come back, he's going to have a big bulky knee brace. And his mobility has played a huge role in his success here in his career. If you look at it, 25% of his career pass touchdowns have been thrown on the run, and then he leads the NFL in touchdown passes, yards, and attempts on the run in the last two seasons. On average, he scrambles 6.8 yards per pass attempt. That's the highest rate among qualified quarterbacks in the entire NFL. And that mobility is what makes Patrick Mahomes special. It's what makes him such a unique player. Patrick Mahomes, without the mobility, is essentially Ben Roethlisberger. You want him to come back and play the game like he plays the game, and I think that they should not rush this process. I think the Chiefs need to be patient. Wait till he's 100%. If it means sitting him for the rest of the year, you do that. And who knows, you could make a trade. Colin Kaepernick is out there. Look, Andy Reid's the same guy who drafted Donovan McNabb. He's the guy who got booed for that. He's the same guy that took on the reclamation project of Michael Vick. So Colin Kaepernick is an option. How about Eli Manning? He's looking like Eeyore on the sidelines for New York. He's another guy you could bring in. There's guys out there. Marcus Mariota's been benched for Tennessee. He's a guy who beat the Chiefs in a playoff game in arrowhead so that's an option so to me I think there's options but lastly that Madden curse is real I'm done with the Madden curse if I'm an NFL player you politely reject the opportunity to be on that Madden curse 2016 Beckham was injured Gronk gets injured Brady lost the Super Bowl 2019 Browns out of the league and now Patrick Mahomes has sustained a major injury but I think the Chiefs need to wait this out we will see what the MRI says today And the New York Yankees are now on the brink of elimination. They fall to three games to one to the Houston Astros. They lose yesterday 8-3, to three, and George Springer got the Astros on the board in the top of the second. He hits a three-run bomb off of Tanaka. Springer up there, first and second, nobody out. That ball's driven to left field, back on a garter. He's on the warning track. There it goes, George Springer. A three-run shot gives the Astros the lead. It's three to one. And then top of the sixth inning, Carlos Correa. He hits another three-run bomb, making it 6-1 Astros. It's Carlos Correa. And that's hit pretty well and pretty deep to left. Gardner is going back. Looking up. See you later. 
A three-run home run for Carlos Correa. And the Astros go up 6-1. to one. And we've got some quiet Yankee fans now at Yankees. They end up winning 8-3, to three, but the Yankees can blame that first inning. They had a real opportunity to jump on Granke early, and Zach Granke's had his struggles pitching at Yankee Stadium. He was a career 0-3 at Yankee Stadium, had an ERA over 9, and they couldn't do it. Gary Sanchez struck out with the bases loaded. Aaron Judge had a key strikeout. And this Yankee offense has been putrid since game one. This Yankees team, they hadn't lost back-to-back games at home since April 2nd and 3rd. So all the way back in April, that's the last time they had lost two games at home. And then they were just downright sloppy. Four errors on the night for the Bronx Bombers. And Aaron Boone mentioned after the game that this Yankee team did not look sharp. We played poorly tonight. There's no no other way to explain it, and we need to flush this immediately, you know, because, you know, and, you know, we talked about as a team, we need to get over this in a hurry and come put our best foot forward tomorrow. And, you know, now, you know, stranger things have certainly happened, a lot stranger. And uh, we, need to, we need to play a, a cleaner game, obviously, if we're going to beat a team like that. But we did not get it done tonight. Now, I originally picked the Yankees to win in seven games because I thought this offense was going to find a way to get to Verlander, get to Cole. They hit 306 home runs in the regular season. This is one of the most potent offenses in baseball history, and they look pedestrian against this Astros team. And if you look at that, no hit with runners in scoring position since game one. Let me repeat that. Since game one, the Yankees have not had a hit with runners in scoring position and they've had plenty of opportunities to score runs. The Astros are too good of a team to not capitalize on those opportunities. This year, the Yankees appear to have turned the corner in that respect. Guys like DJ LeMahieu, Gio Urshela, they were hitting over 400 with runners in scoring position, but when the rubber meets the road in the playoffs, they did not step up, and the Yankees, their season's over. It's Finish tough him. to see. I wanted an epic clash here in this ALCS, and it doesn't look like we're going to get that. If you look at it, too many first pitch swings, too many lazy five balls. This offense is not getting after it, and you're seeing this ripple effect in the offense. When one guy doesn't get it done, it trickles down. You see guys pressing, and they just can't get it going. And it really was just a sad day for the Yankees. You had CeCe Sabathia in tears, headed to the dugout. His final pitch is a Yankee. He hurts his shoulder. And then Yankee fans disappear in the eighth inning. That place was empty. Astros chance breaking out. And really just a sad ending to what looked like a very promising a very promising season. Now, just remember this. The Royals, the Kansas City Royals, have more pennants than the Yankees this decade. It doesn't seem like the Yankees are going to make it to the World Series in this decade. And you can thank that to their offense. But look, it's just really, if you're a Yankee fan, this has to hurt. You got the split you needed, and then you laid two straight eggs at home. And now you're going to be staying home after tonight. I think the Astros, they get it done today. And they make quick work of the New York Yankees. And what was supposed to be this all-time great classic series appears to be a short series dominated by the Houston Astros. And even if they do get the win, even if they do beat Verlander, game six, you got a bullpen game. And then game seven, say goodnight because it's going to be Garrett Cole. You do not want anything to do with Garrett Cole. Even if they do steal a win today, this series is over. But hey, it just goes to show. 
They scored tons of runs in the regular season, hit tons of home runs, but this league is and always will be about starting pitching. You need that front of the line starting firepower that the Astros have, that the Nationals have, and they're going to be meeting up in the World Series. And tough news for NBA fans. Zion Williamson is going to miss the first few weeks of the NBA season due to a knee injury. Adrian Wojnarowski has ruled out that there's anything serious, but they think he sustained it against the Spurs in a preseason game. Adrian Wojnarowski said on Twitter, a severe injury has been ruled out for Zion Williamson's right knee, but he's expected to miss a period of weeks to start the regular season, league sources tell ESPN. Pels are clearly treating injury with an abundance of caution, but there's no shortage of confidence on full recovery. Pelicans head coach Alvin Gentry didn't seem too concerned about the long-term effects of the injury. Injury, but check out Gentry talking about the Zion injury today at practice. I think it's something that maybe happened in the San Antonio game, but you know, that's, that's basically you know, so don't know a whole lot about it yet. So um, he didn't practice, he did play after that. Yeah. You didn't notice anything on the court? No, didn't, sure didn't. It sounds like he might be out for a little bit. Um, I don't like I said I don't I'm not you would, that would be a, something, something that you'd have to take up with Dave Griffin uh, I'm not familiar with uh, all the details of it and so uh, we've decided to have one person be the voice and speak so any question you would have along the lines of any details or anything like that you would have to talk to Dave Griffin about it. so Zion Williamson he's going to be out to start the season and really a big blow for a league that's had a rocky start to the season first you had the China incident and now Zion Williamson the most high player to come out since LeBron James. He's not going to be ready for a couple weeks. And I think really this speaks to a bigger issue with Zion Williamson. If you remember back in the Summer League, Coach K said he had no business playing in the Summer League. Coach K said, no, I thought he really should never have played just because he's been on this circuit of awards, the ESPYs, everything. I don't think he's in playing shape or in the mental shape to play. And then you had scouts in the Summer League saying that he shouldn't have played. They said he looked overweight. They said he looked out of shape. But coming into this preseason, Zion had clearly dropped some weight and he was balling out he looked phenomenal in the preseason he scored more than 23 points per game on 71 percent shooting so 71.4 percent shooting and he's the first player in the last 20 preseasons to do just that so he was profiling as this future perennial all-star this future mvp caliber player but and only one of his 35 buckets came outside of the paint. So he was getting to the rack, and he was really relying on that explosiveness that he has. And it just doesn't make sense with his body composition, a 40-inch vertical for a guy that's 285 pounds that looks like he's Lawrence Taylor out there. I don't see how these knees can hold up. And I think he'd be wise to drop some weight. It's nothing against Zion Williamson. I just think that from a physiology standpoint, from a physics standpoint, the way he can get off the ground, the way he plays, he's so violent and explosive that if he dropped some weight, took some pressure off those knees, because at 285, there's no way those knees can withstand the punishment of an NBA schedule plus playoffs. So to me, I think the I think the Pelicans need to regroup here. I think the Pelicans need to take a step back. I know those tickets have been sold. I know everybody wants to see Zion play this year. But if you look at this Pelicans team, I think 
He's a truly exceptionally talented player. I'm all in on him. I think he's phenomenal if he stays on the court, but I think that they should have kept him on a strict regimen program to get his body right. I think the Pelicans should have known what they saw when they drafted him. I think they should have had a sit-down with him in the summer and try to try to redo his diet, try to find a way to balance out his body a little more because I think that it's so early on in his career to be having knee injuries that it's clearly a problem. But I think that Zion Williamson is going to come back. I think that we know now it's better earlier than later. This, to me, is a great thing for Zion Williamson. For this to happen at this juncture in his career, he knows he has to make some changes. The Pel- They need to get together and diagram a plan for Zion Williamson. But at the end of the day, it's the NBA fans that are losing here because I wanted to see Zion early on. And the Pelicans, I think you could throw their playoff hopes out of the window. Their schedule early on is very difficult. They really need to come out of the gate strong. And I think that I think this is a good thing for them because they understand what they have in Zion, what they need to do. But those playoff hopes, to me, are out of the window. But that is going to do it for episode 56 of the Get More Sports Podcast. As always, my name is Doug McCain. You can follow me at DMAC underscore LA. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the pod wherever you get your podcasts these days. And then head right over to YouTube and give me all your comments on all of today's topics. I want all your takes on all of today's topics right down below in the comment section. But Monday, we got a big NBA show. The NBA is coming next Monday. Football headlines. But I hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend. And I'm out.